Hello, and thank you for listening to a new episode of the Underground Treehouse Podcast, a podcast that discusses and reviews music of all genres. I'm one fourth year host Ruben. Joining me as always is Keenan. What up, Isaac? Hello, hello, and Marcos. Ooh, Hi. Back to the hello, hello. I know we got a quick switch up last week. Yeah, you know, gotta gotta hit them with the razzle dazzle. You know. <laughs> Keep them on their toes. <laughs> this week, we're going to be reviewing the newest album by uh, Hyper Pop Artist? I would say, yeah. Okay, yes. Hyper Pop Artist Break-Ins titled Hypochondriac. Isaac's pick, but before we get into that, as always, we're going to be giving you our music recommendations of the week, as well as our local beer recommendations of the week. Isaac, what you got? So this week, to kind of pair with the album, I wanted to pick something from... A similar genre and this week i'm going with july by jaleel yeah uh <laughs> love that man uh july <laughs> Ooh, I was not expecting that. <laughs> if you know if you know no. you know if you know you know uh jaleel that man fucking kills it he he looks like he looks like a bodybuilder with the energy of a geeked up sonic the hedgehog bro like he is just on one, bro. He's just on one. And he made a song, and they turned it into a nightcore version. So for anybody who doesn't know what a nightcore version of a song is, it's pretty much just like a remix of a song. But they pitch up the vocals, they speed up the beat, and they just make it all, you know, chipmunky sound and kind of like cuckoo crazy and whatever, right? So they made a nightcore version of one of his songs, and the fans were loving it so much that he re-released the song with that editing style. And it is so infectious, so fun. It gets the blood pumping. Uh, yeah, and it's not even July and I'm bumping the fuck out of it. <laughs> Jaleel, yeah. Check it out. So the artist I got for you guys this week is the artist Indigo De Souza. Have you guys ever heard of her? Mm. No, it sounds familiar, but no, I can't, I can't name any songs. I know Jacare de Souza. Damn, Aww, <laughs> our resident fucking French speaker over here. There you go. Jesus He's Christ. Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> so she almost just, the same thing. <laughs> so she just uh, released uh, a couple new singles uh, back in March eighth. So the latest single is Smog, but the one I want to talk about today is the single Younger and Dumber. Very indie, um, stripped back, almost like folkish sounding. Um, this this woman has an amazing voice. And if you are a fan of them, I highly suggest you go listen to their older stuff because their guitar player is so funky and so groovy. And it just pairs so well with her voice. Um, super excited for the, this upcoming album she has coming out. And that's Indigo D'Souza, the song Younger and Dumber. Um, I'm going to recommend a band that uh, Kenan put me on a while ago because they released something new, a couple of, uh, what, what are you making those, those stinky ass faces, bro? I'm that <laughs> meme where like, it's like the lady <laughs> with all like the math problems going on in the background. Cause I'm trying to think trying of who I suggested. Who <laughs> Wait, before he says it, who do you think he, who do you think he's going to say? Oh, bro, I have no idea. Okay. It's shocked. Yeah. Who? Unless he's going to say the, uh, always. No, it's not always. Oh, I've known about always before you, right? Relax. Damn. Get wrecked. Yeah. Uh, it's two witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their small little EP goes hard as hell, so you should listen to them. Two what's witnesses. It, what's it called? Um, From the old to the new. Okay. What, what genre? Yup. It's hardcore. It's a hardcore band. So. So. The the guitar player from Knock Loose was originally in that band, but I don't know if he's, I don't know if he still fucks with them. Shout out Isaac Call. Is he is he still in that? I don't I, know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I know he's in, in uh, Inclination. Yup. That goes hard too. You know, two recommendations. Check out Inclination too. They go hard <laughs> as fuck. Now that we're you know what, while we're it. while while we're at it, I know we recommended them on the last an older podcast. Let's go with X Weapon X. Axe Weapon X, too. Damn, yep. that was an old episode. Yep. Bro, this shit. dude, he's just stay heavy yep. in that Kentucky scene. Yep. Shout out uh, Dem Atlas, too. Just real indie folk. Chalked. You're cut. Chalked. Get what out of here. Get out of here. I ruined the joke. Sorry. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> My recommendation of the week is going to be the newest collaborative EP 
from Full of Hell and Primitive Man. Yo. Suffocating Hallucination. Yes, sir. Tell him, boys. I don't I don't even need to say nothing. This shit's hard. It's very good. <laughs> it's fucking very good. Very. Very tremendous, some might say. I can guarantee you ain't listening to harder shit than this. This is two fucking behemoths collabing. Colliding. When colliding when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. This is Goku and Broly. Yup. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. The hardest, sludgiest fucking noise metal you're ever going to hear. Oh, I can't get enough of it. Trepanation for Future Joys and Tunnels to God are both fucking 9 minutes and 11 minutes respectively. Yeah, check it out. And the collab merch is really, really good too. Check out Evil Seed if you guys are interested. Oh, good yeah. shout out. I didn't know about that. All right. Our local beer recommendation of the week is going to be a first from Palmer Craft Brewery and Cider House. Their Amber Ale coming in smooth at a nice 5%. This shit is like, do you guys get a smoky flavor out of this? Am I, I tripping? I do. You do? Bit. It's an aftertaste. Definitely an aftertaste. It's an aftertaste. But it, but it, like, that's what's cool about it. It has this cool, nice, like, smoky aftertaste but when you first sip it it's real malty and it has this like nice kind of thickness to it bro tastes like an old english oh oh but better but it better is the but champagne better. of beers as they oh, say oh it's uh that's a high life, high life. oh shit yeah, wait what did english. you say old english oh oh fuck i was thinking of a miller the yeah. 40 dog it's the 40 old english God i mean you know you know the same same 40 or same category of beer but yeah 40 too word. but word and shout out the owner. Shout out Rob. I mean, the dude used to open up his backyard so we could all skate his pool. Like, all the time. Keenan so, was flow for him. So shout out to Rob. <laughs> dude, the dude was a professional <laughs> skater. And he literally started this this brewery out in his garage. Literally. And so he went, he went from the garage t- to full-blown cider house. So, yeah, I kind of blundered not getting <clears throat> a cider from the cider place, but... Literally can't say any, any more kind words. The beer is great. Isaac, thank you again for the crowler, my own personal crowler. Whoa. Thank you. Isaac went above and beyond. Cheers, boys. You. Okay. Hypochondriac, second studio album for break-ins. Yes. Isaac, will led you to this. So uh, at the time of recording right now, it is early March. There's a bunch of new stuff dropping. There's a bunch of, you know, anticipation for stuff that's going to drop. And really, the shit that the the whole reason why I picked this album is one, because I fucking love Breakins. I think he's a super talented individual. But two, I just wanted to show him some love and like this genre, some love. We haven't really reviewed this genre uh, besides, I guess, Dorian Electra, which was our second ever episode ever published. Is so. it Jasmine Bean Hyperpop too? No. I'd say Jasmine Bean is more of like just like like goth like indie rap I guess. Like because yeah. mm. she raps but then she has like alternative you know. Anyways. So the whole reason pretty much why I picked this is one to give Breaking some love two to give some Hyperpop some love and three I meant to pick it sooner and it just kept being on my mind i knew i had to pick this album and i didn't want to wait too long otherwise it would have been too late so as they say better late than never okay so this is why i questioned in the beginning whether i should call him a hyper pop artist or not okay because i mean i guess as a whole that's kind of his sound but i never listened to anything from him before yeah this fucking album goes through some changes bro Yes, we have the hyper pop. Yes, we have some of the hip hop. We have fucking indie pop. We got pop punk. We have fucking Midwest emo on this shit. Yup. This was. I hesitate to kind of box this man into just one genre. That, that's a good call. That's a good call. He's yeah. bubblegum pop, like he said. No, Bubble... he said he wasn't bubblegum pop. <laughs> but did he, though? But did he? Because he said, you call me, <laughs> you, what did he say? He's like, you say I'm bubblegum pop, but here you are still on your knees begging for it. Oof. 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 If that's verbatim, then. Either way. Either way. <laughs> you, you could call him damn near anything, and I'd say, yeah, yeah that, that sounds like it. Yeah. 
Call what you want, but motherfucker. Can you we know call him trash? Trash pop? Trash pop. Oh, no way. I'm going to start referring to it. Why are you added to this? Look at that. I'm definitely. This one giving me ammunition. No, no, keep that shit open. That's them clapping cheeks right now, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Coming out the gate. Yes. Okay. So that. These two conversations sort of lead me into my, you know, two main points with this, right? Okay. Is so Breakins as a producer to me is extremely impressive. I think so the only thing he didn't do on this album was the guitar work. There there was some outside guy, I forget who that is. Or female, it could have been Yvette Young. It, it could have from Covet. Yeah, it could have been, bro, that fucking that plucking. Yep. And got to have a fucking master on that shit, but what he did with the soundscape of this, I thought was super innovative. Um, I don't listen to like hyper pop or anything as much. So I can't say whether it was like groundbreaking or anything, but I can say that it was for sure innovative. Um, you know, just jumping between all these genres. And then even when he keeps it contained to fairly one genre, say hyper pop, he does enough to the songs that like, grabs your attention and holds it you know what i mean i i love this glitchy kind of like alternative sound it's really hard to even say very avant-garde i'd say very avant-garde yes in every <clears throat> respect but the man behind Oof. the ones and twos oh no this dude might be the corniest motherfucker i think we've reviewed <laughs> <laughs> his dude his delivery is corny as shit. Oh, interesting. I think what yeah. he says is corny. But okay, okay, go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. Sorry. No, well. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, 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 okay, okay. No, talk that shit. Oh, whoo. So his, his delivery is corny. I think a lot of his, like, uh, uh, like his fucking emotion just <laughs> like, comes off as, like, extremely try hard. Very and melodramatic. Very melodramatic. And not only are his lyrics melodramatic, but they're just so edgy. It's just like it's such a weird dichotomy between the two because I really respect what he's doing instrumental wise, but I just can't get with his content and with his performance as a singer. And that's not even to say that he's a bad singer. There's instances on this where he has great vocals. It's just the content and the delivery for the most part just isn't there. So to go back to the beginning, I think the production um, or like him as a producer is really good because anybody who could take that hyper pop sound and do what he does with it or just any hyper pop artist in general it's it's beautiful chaos right and so um it's perfect the way he does it because you know he does have his you know he has his uh i guess we could just say like radio pop sound but then he does throw in like that glitchy which is perfect and he knows exactly what he's doing um in the beginning there, um, I would say the first half of the album is very like glitch heavy mm-hmm. where the last half it's very we get very raw. Very raw we get to hear his actual singing and then he kind of fucks it up with the glitchy. <laughs> oh. Wow. We he can, takes we, you out of it, you're saying he kinda takes me out of it. Um I mean obviously once we get there we can go more into it, but um I will agree with you that his lyrics are they're corny. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said it best. This dude can't write a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think he can't write a bar. He has some bars. CBD. Oh. Well, what does he say? Uh, he says I'm Mm-mm-mm. I'm chilling before death. Yeah. I'm, CBD I'm or something. <laughs> CBD. CBD. That's kind of yeah. But bro, everything. <sighs> but an entire verse. Yes. No, okay. 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 And then also. Um, Dude, I'm sad boy over here. But even <laughs> his shit was a little much for me. Wow. Like, bro, you're happy now, so I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Damn. It's so <laughs> it shit is just over the top. Um, but like like we were saying, like as an artist, so I do appreciate what he did for it. And he does have a good sound. When you do get to hear him stripped back, which I think we do get a lot in the second half, which I do appreciate. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think uh, going back to the beginning, his production is super, super, super interesting to me. I think there's a lot of just like there's a lot of texture behind a lot of his work, you know, even though maybe a lot of it is the same elements. I still something about it. Okay, y'all ever seen Terminator 2? Yeah. You know the fucking liquid ass Terminator, bro. <laughs> yep. Oh. The fuck's his name? The T fucking sixty nine, whatever. <laughs> that full, the fucking liquid Terminator. That's what his beats sound like. His beats sound like a liquid Terminator looking for John Connor. <laughs> like literally, that's what it reminds me of. Like it's uh-huh. so like glitchy yet fluid yet like. It's alive. like crunchy almost and too. Crunch, it's weird. But there's a crunch to it. There's a smoothness and a crunch to it. Like. There's just, I don't know. I feel like I'm just contradicting myself. But, like, everything about it is just so interesting to me. Like, it, it, it's like this man is, if this man had a coloring book, he's, like, coloring outside of the lines on purpose. You know what I mean? Right. And making his own picture. You know what I mean? Like, like this this man made his own colors. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Call that shit your jello or whatever, you know? God damn. But... But yeah, so that's how I felt about the thing. It, although it does kind of get lost, like like Keenan was saying, like towards the second half, like some of it has. It, although I love the sporadic nature of it, it is kind of, it's kind of goofy when this man's yeah. singing his fucking heart out with an acoustic guitar, and all of a sudden you hear. Yeah, yeah there was like crazy boops and bops, bro. Mm. Like I don't need to hear all these synths right now. Like just speak your shit. There was you know, so speak much. Speak from the heart. Like you don't need you don't need to add all this ex. It's just extra layers. There was exactly there was so much that we didn't need. Yeah, like like if if his shit's a perfect selfie, this man's adding a bunch of Snapchat filters to it, bro. <laughs> yep. Like the fuck. But shout out five G. Shout, shout out. Oh, Yo, oh, shout out to the lyrical content of five G because that's one of the ones where I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of makes a point. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> I love Brickens. When I say I love Brickens, I love Brickens. This man is fucking goaded. Love him, whatever. Holy shit, bro. <laughs> this man cannot write a fucking lyric Here to save his life. It a rap lyric. <laughs> a, a rap lyric, bro. How can this man claim to be the fucking goat and he's saying shit like, tripped once for fun and I tore a ligament? <laughs> Boy. What the hell, boy? <laughs> like, like the way I'm in the ring, like it's Elden. Like, what are you uh, saying? Pull out the razor, do it like Nike. Uh, just do it like Nike. Uh. Like, it's just. And, and I don't even mind corny bars, but what bugs me is when you're like, "I'm the greatest ever," and let me tell you why I'm the greatest ever, and then you say some corny shit, and you're like. Well, that didn't make me think that you were the greatest ever. So why yeah. are you still <laughs> proclaiming that? Like, and just everything that he says is just like, I, I, I now know what you mean when you say try hard. Like, it just seems so like, I, I love the confidence, but fuck, dude, reel it in, brother, reel it in. Cool. So my turn, and <laughs> I refrain from interrupting all three of you because it wouldn't be fair, but. To uh, to share my opinion when you guys are just sharing, you know, you guys' uh, thoughts and feelings about what you like about this album. But this fucking album is disgusting, horrible, bro. <laughs> this shit's dumb as fuck. I hate this album. I literally hate trash pop. Like, sorry, hyper pop. I fucking literally you, hate that genre. You gave him the term, bro. Now he's going to use this for every We, we literally clapped Taz like 20 times. I, I, yes, thank yeah, you. Thank did. you. We Damn! Did. Sorry, break. Like it. I hate this fucking album. <laughs> Sorry, break. It. This genre is fucking stupid. Like <laughs> it shouldn't be a fucking. Hey yo! <laughs> it should not be a fucking genre of music. Like it's so dumb. I hate it. This sounds ridiculous. It sounds like something when you walk <laughs> through a fucking Toys R Us aisle, and you pick a fucking toy. This is what the fuck they play. Like no, yo, I don't want to this shit. That was my first job. <laughs> That's sick as fuck. I remember I applied to Toys R Us before. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to That's right. I got my Nintendo dog. 3DS, baby. Or uh, DS, my original. Damn. 2009, big dog. Holy shit. <clears throat> I hate this album. I hate the sound <laughs> of uh, trash pop. I just, I don't know what it is, man. I just can't get with that glitchy noise. Like, I have yet, 
And I'm open to my opinion changing. No, I'm open to coming back and be like, yeah, I was wrong. But Ooh. as of today, March 9th? 10th. 10th? As of March 10th, 2023, I hate Hyperpop. I have not yet found an artist that really makes me like, okay, you know, this uh, this uh, this music is actually pretty good or like that. I don't even... Uh, well, I mean, not memorable. Hunter um, Gex is coming out with an album here pretty soon. Yeah. Ooh. The only... I do have some positive things to say. The sound engineering, the producing, I don't know who did it. It sounded clean. I heard it on three different, on three different, uh, uh, like mediums. Tracks. Yeah, on, not tracks. Headsets. Uh, well, you know, ways you could hear fucking music. I heard it on my gaming headset while I was playing League. I had to fucking stop my game of League to fucking stop this fucking music. <laughs> so you know it was no, fucking you're annoying. You're pushing a mid, and this shit got you killed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm playing fucking League of Legends. I play. I could literally play anything when I play League of Legends. I could fucking oh. literally play anything. I have music I'd rather listen to, but, you know, to hear it in my everyday environment, I was playing this song, or this album, I just, I had a fucking, like, yo, this fucking music is annoying me, it's making, it's literally making me feed, people are roasting me, (laughs) it's making you feed, yeah, because I'm, like, trying to listen to it, it's just, like, really annoying me, and I'm, like, getting roasted, I'm just, like, I have to fucking, I'm feeding, I'm losing the game, I'm, like, fuck this, dude, and, Jesus, yeah, I'm, like, no, this is fucking getting on my nerves, instead of, like, helping me relax, trying to focus, just getting me more, just getting, getting more on my nerves. To so, be fair, his production is super like it's I, clean, it's crisp, it's very crisp. But but it is kind of obnoxious when you're expecting very a certain obnoxious. sound, and it's so obtuse. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. couldn't. I love love breakings, whatever, whatever. I couldn't play a fucking game of COD or Overwatch or whatever or Apex while listening to this man. Like, yeah, I'm trying to call out a flank, and I'm over here hearing boops and beeps in my ear. Fuck that. Yeah, so I don't blame <laughs> you. But the sound is very crisp compared to a lot of the albums that we've heard, where it's just you know like it, it sounds like they haven't put enough time to kind of master it very much. Uh, I heard it on my gaming headset, on my uh, uh, Sony headphones, um, my my AirPods. And just on my fucking uh, surround sound, and it all sounded very crisp, like very fucking crisp. Yeah, it's definitely a very polished album. Yeah, for polished. Sure. There you go. Perfect, mm-hmm. perfect way. We're very polished, but the dude singing fucking ass too, man. He sounds like a fucking <laughs> incel. He is Wait, a fucking his incel. Lyrics or his both, voice? both, both, both. Oh, sad. They, he, I like. They his, both like sound like a. Voice. Even his cover on his fucking Spotify is just like him with the fucking chick, like. Bro, oh, you're fucking sure. cool, dog. <laughs> Chill out, bro. He is very dramatic. Yeah, he's very dramatic. Like, dramatic. especially now that you guys bring up his lyrics and shit. Like, oh, dude, I just can't get with the glitchiness of the sound and the just the back and forth of uh, the different types of uh, genre music. I don't know how Anthony Fantano um, gave him a fucking five, bro. Like, it's this is. I just uh, don't vibe with literally pretty much anything other than how crisp and polished the album is. I just don't don't get it, man. I just don't get it. You know, diving into that, into those first two tracks, Buggin' and Caffeine, I think we could kind of, me personally, I think we can group those two together. I was not impressed with the sound of this album with those first two tracks. Really, my appreciation of the sound kind of starts at uh, Venus Flytrap and then everything else. As far as I'm concerned, this album doesn't start until Venus Flytrap. Yeah, because I do not like Buggin' or Caffeine. And... Caffeine, yeah, I think caffeine maybe has the most obnoxious hyperpop sound. Yeah, I, I definitely think that there are there are songs um, that have that same hyperpoppy sound to it, but this one was just like, or uh, well, how am I trying to say this? This one was it, in it, your it, face. It overindulges in. in the yes, sound. exactly. This one was like, like you said, Marcos, gimmicky. This one I felt like was super gimmicky, and then this is one of the ones like we were talking about with the lyrical themes. I'm reading conflicting things. I don't know what the fuck to think about Breakins as a songwriter. I hear that the ego that he's giving on this album is just like, it's all fake. It's a character, bro. You just don't get it. And then I hear the other half that's like, no, he's just he's being, he's, ig- yeah, this he's exactly who he is. Exactly. Like he is an exact, he is a extremely ego driven person. I guess I can kind of see both and I can see why this would maybe be a character he's playing. But songs like Caffeine lead me to believe that, no, he's actually ego-driven, and he is actually, like, the Kanye West of hyperpop. I would 100% I mean? agree with that. I mean, minus the Nazi shit. But I would, like, you know I would 100% I mean? agree with that. Like, yeah, I. it's just like, I don't know, man. I just can't fuck with that shit at all. Yeah, it's, it's weird because he has, like, this weird, like, braggadocious rap vibe. 
mm-hmm. that he brings onto a lot of these tracks in, on this album that I feel is like completely out of place. One hundred percent. I like when I think of hyper pop, I think of a good time, bro. I think of a fucking uh, a tequila with with you know a little bit of a little bit of that lime, a little bit of that salt, you know. Tequila sunrise. You know, a little, little bit of that tequila sunrise, you know. Shout out Chris Stapleton, you know what I'm saying? Shout out the Eagles. But like, yeah, with this, it just I don't know, bro. It's like it's like taking a tequila shot and then and then running a mile it's like yeah i'm 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 gonna take the drink but i'm gonna be sober as fuck after the end of this fucking jog like the fuck like what i'm trying to say is this man takes me out of whatever he's saying he'll say some sad shit and i'm like i I fuck with that dog and then he'll be like but i'm also the greatest to ever do it (laughs) and if you think i'm wrong then you just think my ego is too big suck my dick And I'm just like, what are you talking about, break-ins? Break my heart. Stop breaking my fucking will to listen to you. Hey, man, he's trying to take a new path. At least you respect that. Maybe, you know, it's a yeah. new audience. And, Pick you know. a path. He obviously Pick a path. Pick a path. Because like Isaac said, this fool is over here like. Literally, he's talking about like, I know I'm dope as fuck. I guess I'm glowing up. Ugh. But then he's so vulnerable at the end of this album. So it's like, dude, come on, pick a lane. Are we going sad boy? Are we going I'm the shit? Or is it just kind of like trying to show us like, hey, look, even though I am the shit, right? Like we can still be vulnerable. But it's like, come on, because he's over the top vulnerable. Yeah. At the end of this album. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally, like what I quoted in the beginning of the podcast when he's like, "I hope you're happy. I'm gonna kill myself." Is literally, (laughs) he literally goes that route. And it's like, come on, like anybody who's glowing up or dope as fuck ain't talking like that. Yeah, and you know what I think it is? is I, point. I I think he's just so, like, he's so overt with both points that it makes it, like... It, it, takes the, it takes the wind out of the sails of each point. Yeah, exactly. You're pretty much undermining what you're saying previously. You know what I mean? Like, I, I there's nothing wrong with having healthy confidence in yourself, but also healthy confidence, keyword healthy, but... Also being like, well, at the same time, I'm vulnerable and I have these issues. But when he's putting himself on the highest pedestal and then at the lowest of the low, it's like, yeah, like, I don't know what to think of you, dude. Like, literally, he's like, I'm just going to unalive myself and you're still happy. So you're never going (laughs) to, you know, you're not going to ever remember me again. So forget about me. Goodbye. Yeah, it's toxic. It's like, fuck, dude, it is toxic. It's toxic. Yeah, he's toxic. toxic. He's toxic trash pop. <laughs> he's a whole other subgenre. Facts. <laughs> I think he tries to be toxic. I don't think he's a- actually ever went through that heartbreak, just based off what I know of him. No, so I will ah, say. I don't know. So I, we, could, I swear, I'll put money on it that he's never actually went through like a real breakup like that. Ooh. I feel like he tries to be a toxic. Come on, bro. You think some corny action like that, like it makes sense. Does not. <laughs> he's only twenty one. I guess he's just a kid, but he's twenty one. Dog, he's faking that shit for <laughs> sure, bro. No, but wouldn't you think that that makes more sense because he hasn't lived a long life? So no, yeah. any heartbreak that he does suffer, he thinks it's the end of the world, apocalypse. I was gonna say this, he has no frame of reference. This is probably like his first big breakup. You can go. You can remember your first big exactly. breakup. It's, it's, like, it's the first isms. You know. What I mean? Yeah, and I didn't world. say some corny ass shit like that either. I just said that bitch broke my heart. <laughs> Yeah, because you probably fucking crowd killed her. Damn. No, I wasn't going to con- I was too broke to go to concerts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll choose that one. I'll choose that one. I was too, was too broke, busy bro. listening to Kid Push. Um, oh. <laughs> oh shout out. Shout out. Lupe. Lupe. Someone that's not motherfucking corny. Well, kind of be corny a little bit. Dude, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that he's dressed as a samurai in the yeah. middle of a fucking field. Yeah, fucking not this, his- not not to this extent. That's respect though, because he's he loves Japanese culture. But he's yeah. a weeb. He's oh, a weeb. Get him out of here. Get him out. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> he is corny though. Luffy is one hundred percent. Where are we going? I I had one track that I want to jump to. Are you guys good? I'm good. Let's okay. go. Let's, we've let's, only talked about one track. You know Ooh, my opinion on every track. An hour. So. My so the two points that we've really kind of covered, you know, actually I guess it's just it's the one point of him being just like too much, just way too much with the sad boy shit and too much with the glitchy shit. I think that can lead me in perfectly into introvert because I love introvert. 
up until the last half or until the last minute. So introvert, you know, it's a very vulnerable song. And as we've said, you know, once you get into that second half of this album, he starts opening up a lot more. He's a lot more vulnerable. That's exactly what introvert is. This one is a real nice kind of like big emotional ballad. (sighs) Okay. Yup. Okay. Once we hit, <laughs> I, I I can't, I don't have exact timestamps, but towards the end, you know, he, he's been pouring his heart out. We reach this final point. You just hear, hear the fucking drill horns going off here. Fatality, blah, 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 blah. You hear this all lame ass fucking random ass samples, video game ass samples thrown in here and the piano still playing nice in the background. And then you have fucking, you have this chick and she's been a constant throughout the album, just giving little snippets here and there, right? And then this is where his ego comes in because she comes in and she says, this is a message from the 12th of 13th break-ins, whatever that is has been successfully eradicated. We came to the conclusion that he would rather make selfish art than serve a higher purpose. So when you hit replay, so when you hit replay, ask yourself these questions. Who are you really listening to? And is there the line between art and dark magic? Because that man had no idea. The reason why this is corny as fuck is because I can almost guarantee he was the one who wrote out that script for this chick to read out. So is he trying to say... I know I'm this good to where I am on the verge of black magic and fucking whatever else. Like, you're really putting yourself... Let's be honest, okay? It's very innovative. The music is good. Dog, you're not that fucking good to where you're almost transcending, you know, the biggest artist out there. And it's weird that he's putting himself on this pedestal after being so vulnerable before. This dude is dorky. This dude's dork. Bro, he's a straight goofball, wing nut, McSpazitron, bro. You guys are calling me everything but an incel. That's crazy. <laughs> he has, has Elden Ring references. <laughs> That's close. Oh, I, I love Elden Ring. I have a tattoo of Elden Ring, but fuck that. So are <laughs> you an incel? Huh? Are you an incel? Because of one lyric? Look at his whole Your discography. Tattoo. No. I'm not <laughs> I'm an NPC, but not an inside. I'm an NPC, <laughs> say. Nice. Oh, the Lord. Matrix is real, baby. Drop some fat loot. The Matrix so, is real. <laughs> so, again, Ruben, it is corny because, I mean, again, just off that lyric, this is a message from the 12th of 13 break-ins has been successfully <sighs> eradicated. We come to the conclusion that <laughs> he would rather make selfish art than serve a higher purpose. And you're just like, What? 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 And then it's crazy because, bro, all of his little followers. I know we were kind of talking about his followers earlier before the podcast, mm-hmm. and how you were saying like they're literally like a cult comes off as some culty activity. Oh, they're rough. They're it's, bad. It's crazy because like the last track, which is you know, sorry to jump ahead, but the last no, track, uh, hypochondriac. They're literally like. So is Breakin's dead? And this is insert <laughs> his real name. They're like this is him speaking, like. From the heart, this is raw, you know, this is, you know, the person stepping away from the artist, and this is his music, and it's like, nah, this is still breaking. <laughs> it's still the same And guy. it's the outro <laughs> to in a mid-album. Like, Woo. come on. Yeah. Come on. And so it's just funny because, like, you know, the whole eradicated thing kind of, like, sets it up. Like, okay, this dude killed himself, and, like, now we're getting him. That was his alter ego. That was Breakins. Now we're getting him. Mm-hmm. Insert his real name. The the fans knew it right away. They they had it there. Right. But again, now to go back, this song is a great finisher to Argyle, Deepfake, finishing off with Introvert. Those three songs alone are the three saddest songs. They are. They're sad. They they are one hundred percent. And I, I honestly I would add um Hypercondriac the the last track. Yeah. That that four track run is really Yeah, because it is a stripped down version and like we get to hear like the more that's like the most that's probably like the rawest song off Yeah. The album because 100%. it is just him. We don't get no fucking beeps and boops ruining it towards the end like we did in the introvert. Exactly. Exactly. But dude Hypercondriac Ar- Argyle Deepfake, introvert, 
We got that Midwest twinkly guitar. Exactly. That's why I'm like, the sound is so impressive. I would have never thought of fucking hearing some Midwest emo licks on this. What the fuck? Go listen to Yvette Young. She's the lead (laughs) singer slash guitarist of the band Covet. C-O-V-E-T. That's literally her in the background. Fact. That's her in the background. (laughs) Of course, this white boy has emo ties. (laughs) Damn. And I I do want to just piggyback off uh, Hypochondriac, that last track, because it's one of my favorites. Yeah. And, uh, wow, we actually have a song that's stripped back, has some nice piano, and no gimmicks. And he has a great singing voice, and it's a good song? Good song. Holy shit. Wow, who would have fucking thought that you me. didn't have to do some goofy-ass shit to make me. a song? But what ruined it was his fans for me. <laughs> oh, like, oh, Frank has killed himself in track 12, Introvert, and now we're just getting whatever the oh, fuck his real name so is. Lame. We're just getting him now. and Like, yeah. this is him stepping away from the artist. It's like, Can it not be him? Get out of here. <laughs> fucking hell. Exactly. I don't think this song is good either, bro. Ugh. I love this Sorry. song. It's a great song. Okay, I know you said all that stuff at the end about introvert and how you know it was cool, but then it ended all corny. Mm-hmm. But bro, that fucking breakdown at the end with the beat, bro, or like the the yep. beat drop, whatever. That shit was hard as fuck, bro. Or at least in my opinion, like it just I don't know. That man, that his production does something to me. <laughs> it like gets my britches going. Bro, know? the screams and deep Bro, fake. Bro, and his screams. Yep. Screams are cool. I will give. Th- there's another track somewhere else that has those real. Yes, at the end. Yes. yes yep. Yep. Uh, Argyle, literally my favorite song, though. <sighs> literally the best song on the album. His vocals stand out and are top notch compared to every other song on this album. The only thing I don't like about Argyle is the fact that the this song was actually released in 2021 i believe and i mean the man barely released the album at the tail end of 2022 so it's just one of those things where i sat too long with the song you know that it kind of lost some of its luster while listening to the full album but it being one of my favorites on despite that fact just shows how good this fucking song is i think his singing his cleans are fucking amazing he doesn't do like obnoxious ass you know like hyper pop engineering you know or whatever however you want to describe that like just everything about this song is just so catchy so touching um and yeah bro like it, it, it just shows what he's good at you know and if you don't fuck with that song, okay, well, then that's fine. But that means you probably just don't fuck with Hyperpop because, I mean, or you just don't fuck with him because that's one of his better songs, I would say. That That's me because I don't like the song. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no, I, I completely think that this song is, like, extremely melodramatic. I can't get with most of it. The sound is cool, again, you know. One of the constants. The, the sound, sound carries, for sure. The sound carries, but it's just his performance on this. I just cannot do it. How dare you? What? Right? How dare you? I'm I with Ruben on this. What the yeah. Fuck? I'm with Ruben. Bro, this man could have said all... Never mind. Totally melodramatic. Has not changed his pace throughout the whole album. <laughs> this song does not do anything different. Has not changed the pace? This song is... Uh, like of being melodramatic. Of being, of being melodramatic. I, I find that that uh, that point in every fucking song. That he's uh, he's yeah, been on this at album. At least on this one, it seems like he actually fucking means it. Lyrical content, sad. Overall, still a bop. Still keeps you entertained. And then, little do you know, you got deep fake and introvert coming right after Argyle. And (laughs) I think those three songs back to back, again, like I said earlier, just perfect. Right. Like, even if it's like its own little, like, short story, just him being a sad boy, perfect. Mm hmm. You don't get the idea of him being a fake sad boy. <laughs> I don't like. I'm asking genuinely. Well, I like. I, don't. I, guess, I guess I can kind of see where you're coming from because it's like, uh, well, I don't know. I think no matter what, it's just so extra that I don't care if he's actually a real sad boy or not. That's it's fair. way too extra for me. Way too fucking extra for me. But I, I will say that I do like deep fake. I mean it. As we've said, the the Midwest riffs at the end are insane. Yep. But 
You know, this is one of the ones where his uh, delivery wasn't extremely corny to me, and I think it was because the sound lended itself really well to his emotion. Now, let me jump to a song where the emotion and the sound do not mix at all. Track 6, 5G. Wow, what a terrible song. I do not <laughs> like this song. <laughs> You're wow. Good, you're <laughs> what a terrible song. The only good thing this song has going for it is the great transition from Intellectual Greed. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's and that's actually like one of two really good fades we have. That there's there's the other one. What what is it? What what bleeds into stung? Because that's like C B D. Oh, C B D. C B D into Stung is flawless. It's one song essentially. Um, but yeah, so this is one of two. Yeah, you know, th- this is a nice little fade in, but no. 5G. I thought, so is that first uh, voice we hear, it's just him pitched up? I thought that was a feature. No, that's him pitched it's up. It's him? That's, that's <laughs> hyper pop. Like, that's, that. like, essentially, Ooh. I mean, okay, I'm not, like, the resident expert on hyper pop, but I like what I like, and for, you know, what I do like, and from what I've gathered... It seems like a big, you know, defining thing. The genre is those pitched up, as they would call it, Alvin and the Chipmunks vocals, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just super cranked up all the way and, you know, super fast. So, um, yeah, that's it's it's his hyper pop voice. Okay. You know, what's funny is so when I first heard this song, I heard the pitched up vocals and I thought it was a guest feature. And then, you know, the guest vocals have a good like two or three bars before his regular vocals come in and i was like you know what now that i actually hear breakins on this he's not a bad singer i actually think he has a good voice yeah but then when i realized that it was him on the (laughs) guest vocals quote unquote just high pitched i was like well now i don't know how to feel because i hated the vocals the guest vocals because i thought they were worse than breakins but it's just the same fucking dudes now what the fuck the lyrics of this song, I like the, I guess I like the theme of this song. The theme of the song, it was cool. But the delivery of it all, I did not vibe with. And real quick, just because we never really talked about it, but he does the same exact vocal delivery in one of the verses in Bugging, where it's like oh, a high-pitched, yeah. and it's just like, what are you doing, dude? I, I, I can't. But, but again, with 5G, this is one of those songs that, Again, like I said earlier, the only thing it had going for it was the great transition from the track before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, the lyrical content. Other than that, the delivery could have been way better. And phew, right on my head, I'm pressing skip. Whew, me too. Uh, yeah, uh, his performance on 5G, kind of weak. Lyrical, Lyrically, though, this is one of the ones where I'm, I kind of do enjoy his lyrics because I think... In this one, it kind of tells the story of someone who's, you know, so infatuated with, you know, their phone and social media and just everything. And there's just like a lot of like wordplay and double entendres when it comes to, you know, Internet savvy shit and, you know, how it affects you in real life. So I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, performance wise, he he severely uh, underperformed for sure. Uh, I do like the the emo licks on here, though. I I thought those were pretty nice, but. I mean, those are sprinkled throughout the whole album. So saying saying I like that is like saying I like it when he messes with his voice. Like, you know, it's all the time. There's too many. (laughs) Yeah, there's too many uh, cases to count when it comes to that. So, but yeah. Yeah. uh, Not much to say. I I do want to jump to two tracks that I do like back to back. They're, They're really good tracks on their own, but I'm really glad that they were, you know, that they came one right after another in the track list and that's Venus Flytrap into Teeth. Venus Flytrap is by far my favorite song on this. Um, Venus Flytrap goes. This is a great song and I do like the lyrical content of this. Um, Same. I think it fits the name of the song perfectly. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, j- just it, if I'm being correct, you can correct me if I'm, if I took it the wrong way, but you know, just telling the story of somebody who's taking advantage of his, you know, celebrity status and then just kind of using it for their own gain you know, there's real no deep connection between them two. I think that's dope. And him recognizing that but still falling into the trap, that's dope. That's super cool. And I do like the more upbeat, poppy sound to it. I actually think that sounds really good. 
Um, but dude, that second half, the transition, the transition, whoo, when he starts getting into, um, she grows through my throat and my chest. And then everything we get after that is phenomenal. That is insanely good. Um, and then into teeth too. I, I don't think teeth does anything like extremely different as far as sound or lyrical content, but it, it's just a good catchy bop. You know, I, I appreciate teeth for that. I find both of them very obnoxious. <laughs> why? I, I could see why you would say Venus Flytrap, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just sounds very forced and very uh, um, childish, uh, the sound at least. And the transition uh, just sounds... Um, I don't want to use repetitive words or anything, man, but it just sounds very... It's, oh, fuck, it's fucking obnoxious, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, on the, first, on, the, on the first listen, yeah, it was good. Um that's the nicest thing I can say about it. But after that, it was, I was just like, dude, right, yeah, no, this is not my taste whatsoever. It just f- fucking sounded very, uh, it was very uh, annoying to hear. So Venus, Venus Flytrap is the, is the third track off the album. And that's the first, you know, quote unquote bubblegum pop we get. Um, I believe right away. So, cause like Damn, those you, first- don't, you don't think the second one? Well, those first two tracks is very glitchy and very hyper pop. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. This okay. one is like that straight bubblegum radio pop. Um, this song is just catchy. Right. Um, again, best way to put it is it's it's radio pop. And so that first half of Venus Flytrap is going good. And then right in the middle, you just kind of get that like slow down where it's kind of Where's he going with it? Is he yep. going to throw some glitch in there? And then he just goes completely stripped back to a smooth finish. Mm. This this song was mm. this was a good song, especially coming off those two crazy hyper upbeat songs, which was Buggin' and Caffeine. Right. I mean, especially just after Caffeine. Because Caffeine, caffeine itself is, that's a whole ass hyper, hyper pop song in itself. So the fact that, you know, he does kind of take a chance with Venus Flytrap, this is uh this is this is perfect, and then um, you know, I have in my notes. It turned to a whole new song at the end. Exactly, it turned into a whole new song from where it started, and then the transition into teeth was perfect. His flow was actually pretty nice. Lyrical content, <laughs> I'm saying, was corny. <laughs> Lyrical content <laughs> was corny. Flow was nice, yeah. but overall, the way those two songs complemented each other was perfect. Yeah, Venus Flytrap to me is just. Like I said before, like the even the the name of the song is so perfect. A Venus flytrap lures their you know unexpecting victims into their trap with their fucking sweet pheromones before suddenly and without remorse they clamp on you, just like, and then breaking you down into a fucking melted mess, just like somebody who's fucking controlling you, someone who's you know. Just manipulating you, you know what I mean? And and breaking you down until you're at your wit's end, you know what I mean? And then the whole song, you know, also being about, like, sexual assault, I think was, you know, pretty pretty important, too, to have that conversation. Like, uh, it's just, like, so random, you know? Like, there's right. really nothing leading into it or discussed after it, besides, like, being taken advantage of, but in a different way. I, I I don't know. I just think I just think the song is so fucking catchy that it's I don't know. It's like undeniable. Um, and then teeth, yeah, that fucking Eldering bar pisses me off. <laughs> I cannot stand this shit. Bro. It is so corny. Oh, yeah. it's the first fucking uh, bar that we hear off for the fucking game Elden Ring, and it has to be from this guy. Ugh, Ugh. has oh. to be. God damn it. Oh. Um, uh, but I mean, shout out Elden Ring anyway. Like I fucking real shit. Like game of the year for a reason, baby. Yo, let's go. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> there you go. Call <laughs> me sorry, bro. Catch with that blasphemous blade, you know what I'm saying? Hey. But um you know, I I I, I kinda like the eight bit sound that Teeth had. Uh and I love the bass. I love the bass on a lot of these songs. The bass fucking goes hard on a lot of these. Like I, I, I hate to like say this, but like if you kinda just turn your brain off, like and just in just enjoy it well obviously and, and and if you have the taste for it you know because obviously it's not everybody's taste like it, it's a pretty fun album it's fun 
Although I don't think that's what Breakins was going for. I, <laughs> I think this man was trying to bare his soul, you know, whether you f- think it's genuine or not. Like, I definitely don't think that this man was going for that. But I mean, he this he knows how to make catchy shit. I, I, I'm not just talking about these two tracks, but just in general, I think a lot of these hooks are very catchy. Even even if I think they're corny, what he's saying, like, I, I don't know. There's something about him that is just like so, so enticing, so fucking. I don't know. It's just catchy. Like it's, it's like why do you go to McDonald's, bro? You know that shit's fucking not good for you and shit. And it's but, like but you still, but but it's fucking good, bro. All them GMOs, bro. <laughs> Crank me up with your fucking boops and boops, <laughs> You know that's a very interesting point because when I listened to this the first time, I was like, yeah, no, this is a no. Right. I'm not listening to this, but. You know, even on the tracks that I'm not, like, super crazy about, there's still something about them that's, like, luring me back in. You know, this album runs at, like, 54, 55 minutes. Pretty damn long. Damn, bro. Yeah, it's long as shit. But, see, that's what I'm saying. To me, you kind of hardly notice it. I feel like this album's kind of a breeze. And there's just enough thrown in that keeps you interested. There's enough that keeps you interested and invested. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I feel like each song... Even though, yes, he plays the fucking chorus like 10 times in each song, you know, and then has a refrain and all that. But, like, that's the thing is that he has a verse, then he'll have a chorus, then he'll have a bridge, then he'll have another chorus, then he'll have a refrain. Like, there's he's just, like, adding layer on layer on layer on layer on layer to, like, a lot of these songs. Mm -hmm. So, where it, it just sounds, like, fresh, I guess. You know, even though it's just building upon the same upon the same (laughs) shit, bro. Yeah, Yeah. I do like CBD a lot. CBD is fire. So I I forget. um, So who who said? Yeah, exactly. It's just so catchy. Who said Venus Flytrap was like the bop of the album? Me. Okay. while you might have some credence with that, while I do agree to an extent, I think CBD is the bop on this shit. Is the one. Man, I think this one is like the most straightforward poppy bop. And it does it well. It's catchy. He sounds good on it. Corn, yes. But, you know, within reason. I think this is a great song. And it leads really, really well into Stung. You know, like I said before, it's a perfect bleed into, into, um, into into that second track. But Stung just does not. It does not deliver. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. It it, like it reached it reached a point where you know it bleeds so well into it, but then it's almost a point where it's like, okay, I could imagine that these were the same songs, or I can imagine that this was the same song, but then Stung just has this gross, obnoxious shit to it. I'm like, no, this can't be the same song, dude. Like, and lo and behold, it isn't. But yeah, stung. It's just this whole like, yeah, you thought I was fucking fucking with you, bitch. Blah, blah, blah. Like, ah, uh, god damn it. But isn't it kind of cool that he has a song called "Stung," while also having like, there's just like a lot of like references to like shit. Like, there's a lot of references throughout the whole album that like self that it like references itself a lot. I I think in one of the other tracks, I think it was bugging. Where he says something about, like, don't fuck with the the queen bee or something or whatever. Like, pretty much this man's tempting fate, tempting fate. And then when you push that button too much, what happens? You fuck with the bee, you get stung. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And in the lyrics, it shows that. It shows that he knows what he's getting himself into. And yet he still falls prey to the, to the inevitable toxic relationship. A.K.A. he knows... Don't fuck with the queen, but he still got stung. You know what I mean? He still wanted, he still wanted it, but I mean, he dealt with the consequences of what comes with you know such a relationship. Again, with the lyrical content of this one, just questioning his mental health, which is something you know that doesn't really get talked about a lot these days. Um, I think he does a great job in this song. And then, also, I mean, it's just. The the delivery of this one, I felt like this was one of the first songs where I really caught like that uh, the the catchy hook over that funky you know bass and drums. Mm-hmm. Um, this was one of the first songs that really like got me moving. Um, funny enough, 
when I was listening to this song, I kept screenshotting it. Cause I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to add this song to the playlist. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm working. So I'm looking down at it. So like, I'm just screenshotting, screenshotting. Right. I had four screenshots of this song. Damn. Damn. So spoiler alert. Yes. This song is making my top three. <laughs> it was just funny because, you know, I'm going over there clearing out my photos and I have four screenshots of fucking CBD over there. <laughs> and so it's, it's just funny. Cause, um, you know, th- this song, even though, um, it, you know, it took me a while to actually, like, break down the lyrical content of it. Uh, this song is a vibe. The song I'm moving to, that funky drama bass, you know, to smooth-ass lyrics. I'm taking it. All right. Anything else? Closing arguments? Uh, I guess the only thing I'll say, the, um, it's just a random throwaway thing. Yeah. You could even cut this out if you want, but I just thought... I know we dogged on caffeine, but I kind of like the fact that caffeine, <laughs> like the whole point of caffeine, you get all fucking jittery and hyped up. Like the more he goes on about all the shit that he's saying, the more it goes into the glitchiness and in, into that like crazy production, that mm-hmm. spastic production, that caffeinated production the fucking wiry ass production like i i don't know i just think it was a cool way to kind of you know explain the the song name because like it starts off real mellow and chill and then by the end of it you're like what the fuck is going on you know what i mean and i don't know i I just thought that was interesting but that's all i'm good okay uh any other thoughts anything else need to be brought up before we wrap up no, oh, you guys look at me. Nope. I'm good. No. I'm Keenan, good. You good? I'm good. Cool. All right, then. We can get into our uh, wrap up of this wrap album, up. then. We'll go ahead and give you our overall thoughts, top three tracks, and overall score. Oh, Marco, start us off. <laughs> oh, perfect way to start it off. Um, <laughs> no, I don't like this album whatsoever. I have least to say about it because you guys have a lot more to say about it. And I don't want to trip you guys, but. Um, what a way to start off the year, huh? March. Wait, no, it's well, it's March. Well, <laughs> well, we're three months in. I know, dude, my bad. <laughs> March Madness. <laughs> I was about to say, fuck. Um, no, I don't like this album whatsoever, and that's how I'm gonna leave it at. I don't think w- there's one good song on it. Um, I'll go more Shit. in depth, but I will choose my battles wisely. <laughs> we have the breakins. Yeah. Stands to battle after this review. So. Oh, yeah. No. Well, wow. So no, no. Top um, three. but it's okay. I know that's my opinion and my acquired taste to it. So I'll leave it and at that. And you haven't been disrespectful. Yeah. Try not to. Honestly, there's a lot of bunch of points for I'd be like, yo, you're fucking wrong. Faded for <laughs> that one. Yeah. But no, it's okay. I've gone. Uh, I've learned. So, one out of ten. So, one out of ten. Wow. Fucking hate this tough album. Crowd, tough crowd, tough yeah, crowd. At least for me. I mean, not really. Well, both okay, you guys yeah, like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. Got one salty fan. <laughs> <laughs> so off the rip, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, I was familiar with the name. I was really? not familiar with his music. Oh, good shit. So this was a. Uh, you know, <laughs> getting into caffeine, like I said earlier, you know, listening to caffeine, I immediately thought of you. I was like, this is something this Isaac. This is some shit his fucking This is some shit Isaac would recommend. Yeah. And um, in no way, you know, was that song bad because, you know, I am I am a little bit of a fan of hyper pop. I, I kind of dabble in it. He but his uh, toes into it. I dipped my toes into it. So um, was I shocked by this a little bit? Just because, again, I went into this completely blind. And so, with that being said, this album is long as fuck. <laughs> oh, please shorten it. I think that's always going to be a gripe of ours. It's just, please condense it as much as possible. Um, but the songs that were good were very good. The songs that I did not like were not very good. Um, you know, just personal opinion over here. Um, I am excited that... Uh, I have a new artist added to the playlist. So I am, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm looking out for anything new that's coming out from him. Uh, you were recommending Fuckboy earlier. So I'm definitely going to go check that out. Uh, but overall, with that being said, uh, everything was just a little over the top for me. You know, even his sad boy shit was a little too much. Um, 
but I am excited to see where this guy goes. Top three tracks. I got CBD, Deepfake, Intellectual Greed, and I'm going to throw honorable mention in there, Venus Flytrap. Nice. I got six out of ten. Uh, yeah, I, I know this is my pick, and Brinkins is my boy and shit, but listening to a full project of his was a bit disappointing, I will admit. I just, I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't this, you know? I just wish that he would um, kind of take a step back and kind of self-evaluate himself and... Not really himself, but just, like, the way he goes about certain shit, you know? But, I mean, that's like a... I'm over here literally talking to the artist and pleading for that. Like, that, that's fucking disrespectful. Like, uh, all, all I'm trying to say is that Breakins is a very, very talented person. And what I expected from him versus what, what I got was two totally different things. And that's not always necessarily a bad thing, but I guess in this situation, it, it was a letdown. Like... Like, you know, sometimes you get something different and you don't expect it. But this this time, this uh, this curveball struck me out, you know. So I, I don't know, big fan of the sound, not a big fan of how cringy he sounds. And I know we sound like a bunch of scratch CDs saying the same shit over and over again. But it's true. It's true. When a, when a man can't properly, you know, express his feelings without... Either one, completely self-deprecating himself, or two, sucking his own dick to the point of fucking immaculate cum. It, it's very hard to it's very hard to take it seriously. So, with that being said, love break-ins, love what he does, love love his sound. But this was kind of a miss for me. That'll be a no for me, dog. Um, but yeah, I I'd probably give it like a five and a half out of ten. But with that being said. <laughs> Fucking Venus Flytrap, CBD, and Argyle are literally ten out of tens. Like I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Like those songs are so fucking good. So check them out if you fuck with hyperpop, and uh, if you don't, well then fucking go fly a kite with no wind. Jesus. Just kidding. I love you. Literally towards <laughs> me. I don't fuck with hyperpop. Yeah, that. And I'm gonna have, you're talking Yeah, to him. and I'm gonna go fly a kite and enjoy it. I'd rather listen to the fucking wind. <laughs> Them fucking trash, Bob. Uh, you know, I can kind of see everybody's point of view with this. Um, I can understand why, Marcos, you think this is complete trash. I can understand why you guys like... I can understand why Keenan likes the more softer kind of side. I can understand why you like a little bit more of the uh, experimental type of side. Like, with an artist this obtuse, it's kind of hard, at least for me personally to like connect on any like specific level just because the next level he's taking is just so far off of what he of what i originally attached to do you know what i mean like i don't know if that makes any sense but that that's just to say that he's a very obtuse artist who i kind of have like a back and forth with you know i love some things he does and i hate some things he does um, polarizing very polarizing and even to me you know like i like i said there's half that i love half that i like or <laughs> there's half that i love half that i hate you know it's like even myself i'm at a tug of war you know trying to figure out if i even like him or not um but i do i will say without a doubt i think his potential is through the roof you know he has proved himself as a very very innovative producer Somebody who, you know, is able to play with genres and blend them together and play with different sounds and make them sound really good. Um, and I think as a singer, he sounds really good. I, I do think that, you know, take that obnoxious ass, like, you know, overtly emotional uh, delivery aside. Braggadocious. Yeah. You know, I, I think his singing voice is really well. Um, again, with that last track, Hypochondriac, he shows that off. Um, but I, I think he just needs to dial a couple things back. He's only 21. He has plenty of time to grow. You know, he's very young. This is only a second album. So I'm with Keenan. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he come with, what he comes out with in the future. I, I, I think, uh, the, 
he he has a ton of potential and I, I think he can reach a very, very high point in a couple years. So with that, I'm going to give it a five right in the middle. Um, and my top three tracks are going to be number three, Hypochondriac. Uh, number two is going to be Teeth and number one, Venus Flytrap. And that's going to wrap up our review of Hypochondriac by Breakins. Please let us know what you think about the album if you've listened to it. If you haven't, listen to it. Then let us know what you think. You know, I think that's one thing that I will say, maybe other than Marcos. Uh, I, I think that most people can maybe find something that they like out of this. You know, um, again, you might be the exception. I could be wrong in that. Well, you have to get past the fucking first 30 seconds of every track to fucking find I, where you like. Yeah, you got to kind of let it sit. Um, but I personally think that, you know, this kind of has something for everybody. You know, so uh, with that being said, give it a listen if you haven't. Then let us know. There's one thing that I haven't shouted out. I don't think on any episode. Our music recommendations can be found at our Spotify playlist. That's the true. Treehouse Treatment. I don't think I've said that once and I need to start saying it. So I'm going to start now. You guys need to hold me to it. Our music recommendations. Spotify playlist. The Treehouse Treatment. Um, otherwise, thank you for listening. Give us a rating. Give us whatever you think we deserve. We'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>